Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the another exciting podcast, the Geek Gauntlet Podcast. We're going to go over everything in the world of geekdom, your news, your events, everything you need to have with you to run that gauntlet. We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and let's get started. again to the Geek Gauntlet Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. William D. Morgan, and tonight we're going to take you down and through the world of geekdom right here on the Geek Gauntlet Podcast. Let me bring in my co-host for tonight. First off, the OG host, the man who started with me, Big Boss Shaw. What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Good, sir. Uh, doing good. Doing good. And now let me bring the new guy in. The new man. The new man of the hour. The man with the moose up there in Canada. Ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Mr. Gene Emerson. Gene, how you doing, bro? I'm, um, I'm here good tonight, and we're going to once again run the gauntlet for you guys, and hopefully you can stay on track with us as we yes. run the gauntlet. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Now, real quick before we get started with things, a couple of shout-outs. want to shout-out shout out our good friends at HyperX Gaming and Metallic Dice Games. Thank you guys for everything you do for the show as well as GeekNewsNow.net. Thank you for everything you do. We do appreciate it. Now, Shaw, before you get started, let me do this as we get ready to break down the news. <laughs> you are the driver of the news event and everything in between train let's get started with the running of the gauntlet yes sir yes sir yes sir all right so first off the bat we have a casting for an unknown role on legends of tomorrow an actor by the name of rafi Bussalim. that's him he was a character he played a, um, a character on um vampire diaries he was um what the hell was this dude's name? He was the big bad guy for the um, Traveler season. I forget what his name was. Whatever. Skinny dude, but pretty good actor. We'll see what happens with that. There's a rumor that he'll be playing um, Trigon. So, well, not Trigon. Um, Des- um, Des- the big problem dude with Des- Des- Despero, big, Despero. Ball, big, big, big guy with the eye in the middle of his forehead. Yeah, you saw him, you saw him on Young Justice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How, how do you pronounce his name? Despero. Des, 
whatever. All right. We have a rumor that um, Sam Rockwell is in talks to play um, Dr. Fate in Black Adam movie. It's a rumor, though, so will be interesting. Definitely. Now, a really big piece of news if you're into Power Rangers. Apparently, a new director has been chosen to, both, to direct both the movies and the television show to do a connected universe. The word reimagining was popped up a few times, which could mean something. Hasbro definitely putting a lot of money in it, so, you know, it, they may not only use the, the um, Sentai footage, they may also do more stuff, so we'll see. I mean, we know that this um, recent season, they've had a couple of, of crossovers that just won, a lot of big stuff happening, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. All right, next up. Next up. Where's it? Where's it? We also got a trailer. We actually got a couple trailers for the Animaniacs. Um, it's going to be 12 episodes to air on Hulu on November 20th. The trailers have been good. Did you guys see the trailers for them? Yes. Yeah, yeah I've, I've shared a few of the trailers I know to the Geek Gauntlet and the Pinfall Productions page. One that, that, that got me laughing hysterically was the one they did of the, uh, the Ju- uh, Jurassic Park that was great. I think they, yeah. they hit the mark with that. And what they're what they're showing is pretty much, from what I know, uh, it's the original cast, pretty much original creators, everything. So it's all original. It's all brand new. And it looks like uh, from the contract signing, two seasons, but we could get more. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. It's also picking the brain with them. So yeah, we have and Green. Don't know if any of the other older characters will be in the two, but we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. I think they did like Hulu did like this little like behind the scenes of it, and I guess they only talked about it was like pretty much Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, uh, and that was pretty much what they're going with. Okay, well we'll see what's up. Mm-hmm. Next up, some more big news that came out today, I believe. Jared Leto will be returning for the Snyder Cut. He's joined the reshoots, and yeah, he'll be returning. I know people don't like him for stupid reasons. He wasn't bad as a Joker. They just didn't do a lot with him. No, he didn't get much much on the screen time. You know, given one, I think he would be a great, great, a great, a great Joker with enough screen time with, with a good enough story. I mean, he it's looked I pretty would, well. I would, I would agree with you on that. Uh, the only thing I disagree is the way they made the look of the Joker. Two more of a like a urban gangster, you know, tattoos. That sort of thing, like Joker has always been. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make him sound like he's stuck in like the, the vintage fifties, sixties. But he's always carried himself with some bit of like a suave, debonair type look, where he could he could easily be a normal person. He could fit in with everybody, but because of the color, the white, the the the, the green, the red, that was what made him the purple. That's what makes him stand out. That's the only reason, you know what I mean? And him having the whole, that idea, it didn't work. But hey, if there was more screen time and more way to build it, maybe we would all get him, get him bored on it. So uh, that's the only, that's my only critique. That's my only little nitpick. Other than that, Jerry Leto's and his, and his the way he handled his Joker, for sure, was down for it. He did have a purple suit, though. Yep. 
but the, we all remember we all remember the scene in, in Suicide Squad when he was tricking out the uh, the buddy who was down ten G's and he comes in and he's all like flashy gold and you know you could be my friend you know what I mean like he had some sinister look he had some sinister yeah. stuff but they tried to play to that really new did. day hip hop you know type keeping it funky fresh thing which it could be a good thing but it could also be a bad thing but we don't really know because he never really got enough screen time to be like. Hmm, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep, okay. All right, next up. We finally got a trailer for Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. Release date will be in March. You guys see it yet? I did not see that one. It looks, it looks like a video game, to be honest. Like, like it, The graphics look like one of those cartoon-ish animated video games. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, something, we'll something like the, the Netflix did with uh, Fast and the Furious that had like that video game ish, but not really, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in yeah. between. Yeah. All right. Next up, Tom Holland. We finally got a first look at Tom Holland as Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie. You guys interested in that? I can definitely, I would definitely be down for it. Um, my preferable pick for Nathan Drake would have been uh, the lead that played in Castle, also slash Firefly. Um, I think he would have. He has that witty funniness, and he gives the the all around look. But I can see why they went with Tom Holland as if they're going to work it as a, like a younger bat. If they were going to go with like a, a younger bat story, uh, yeah. playing first little bit. I think later on, as he gets older, I would I would probably. Uh, hire him as the older Nathan Drake, you know, to, to work it in. Mm -hmm. But definitely, definitely looks good. Um, he looks like Nathan Drake. Yeah, so yeah. let's let's see where yeah. it goes from here. All we've got is yeah, pictures, well. so we're only going off the picture. Don't don't shoot the messengers right now. Right, right, right. All right. Next up, now we will have that story about um Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield, who may or may not be signing for Spider Man Three. I have a source that says that the issue is that Tom doesn't want more money. He wants more screen time outside of the suit. So we'll see if that happens. We'll see what's going forward. I mean, that's not something that, that might be something that could be worked out. But if it is happening, it happens. We'll see. What do you guys a, think? A source? Yeah. By, a by source, it means the um the, the um a source that... Talk to um, Grace Randolph, her her source. Now, this is the first time that ever came out of your mouth. A source? It's for, I mean, other people have sources. This is the first time that I hey, cut hey, out the middleman. When you get in, uh, let, let before we, we start jumping on the shad. Okay, the, not let's, my let's, source. Let's okay. destroy shad train here, there, William. When you have a source in any, as you would know, in any news field, you keep that to yourself. Good on you for having the source. And as long as, it, as long as there's no lies here, let's just let, let's just for say. I'm just messing with him. I'm just messing with him. That's the first time yeah. he ever said that okay. in the two and a half years, almost two and a half years, I've been working with him. That's the first time he ever said source to me at all. So that's why I'm just messing with him. A source. Yeah. Okay. No, but let's let let's just say if it is just because Tom Holland wants a little bit more time out of the suit, 
I can't see why in a movie that you're going to, if it is a multiverse Spider-Man movie, that you wouldn't have Tom Holland pretty much out of the suit Toby. more of the time, not and Tom. you wouldn't have him in the suit until action. Until Toby. Like, Toby, not Tom. Toby. Oh, Toby. Why? Yeah. I, I would have to. I would have to say, if if they're going to put him in, let Toby have a little bit of time out of the side, because you're going to, regardless, if it's a multi Spider Verse movie, you're not going to have them in the suit the entire time. The time when they're going to be in suit is when it's battle. Like, are you going to be saying that there's going to be a battle every 15 minutes? Probably not. So there's going to be enough time where you can probably have them outside of the suit. Yeah. All right, now, next up. Apparently, since the limitations of the contracts have run out, there will be an Iron Fist show that is not in the works for Disney. So, yeah, probably on Disney Plus, probably. But yeah, it's in, the, it's in the works. Is it the same? Is it the same actor who did it on Netflix? Probably not, but maybe. There's no, you don't know yet. Just, you just know that Iron Fist show is in the works. Don't know if it's going to be the same. I mean, he did Baron season two, to be honest. Yep. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I ain't saying much, but okay, go ahead. All right. Let's see. We got some Warner Brothers news. Ezra Miller yeah. and Johnny Depp are definitely going to be in Fantastic Beast two. Uh, hold up. Hold up. Guys, we're going. We're doing something a little bit different here on the Geek Gauntlet podcast. I'm gonna get these guys with a little, uh, a little sixty second question, real quick. I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with Gene first. I'm gonna put Gene here on the spot. Gene, who's the who's the better Flash, Grant Gustin or Ezra Miller? Oh, uh, I go with Brad Gustin. You got Grant Gustin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Why? Oof. Uh, I would have to say, like, if, if we're talking like the Flash from the TV, the, the TV show Flash universe, or the one for the movie, I like the guy from the movies. I'm thinking that's Brad Gustin. I'm, 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 I'm hoping I'm correct. Um, I just find his character was witty and funny, and just how they wrote, wrote him, it was, you know what I mean, good. He didn't need to have him very much screen time, but just enough that you know. Oh, he's the Flash. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Couldn't quite get. Uh, I, I thought I might be able to get you on the spot just a little bit, but you were ready for me. All right, <laughs> Shaw, continue, please, sir. Okay, dokie. So, Ezra Miller, and wait a second, let me get back up to this thing. Ezra Miller my, my and Johnny Depp. Yeah, they're both. Beach three. Yep. Yes. Amber Heard is definitely in Aquaman 2. However, they are shooting so that Death and Heard's roles do not um, coincide so that there's no bad press or anything. Also, apparently there will be a new character in, in Aquaman 2. What do y'all think about that? Well, you, you'd expect there would be a, um, a mystery character anyways because, you know, Aquaman, I, I'm not overly familiar with all the, the villains that Aquaman have. But you would think that there would be there would be a villain because I think by the end of the first movie, my bad, my bad, my bad. female character or a new female, female character. character. Yes. Once again, if you're once again if you're adding if you if you're adding a, a new character, hopefully it's something with some bit of continuity. I know the 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 new fifty two, and there was a few other our Aquaman books and stuff that had like multiple different. 
you can draw from anything as long as you're drawing it primarily a little bit from the source material. Like we said, right. keep the keep to a little bit of the source material. So if you're putting in somebody, it's not somebody that we're we're going to sit back and go, you're just putting her in just because. You know what I mean? Like we we've right. seen that before. But as long as there's as long as it connects or works with the, with whatever in your story, right. go for it. Right, right, right. All right, last piece of news I got. They, it was a cover for the new um, for 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 the Avengers showing a Phoenix empowered Black Panther. So Phoenix Force is coming back again. Cool, cool, awesome, awesome. Which awesome. is it's kind of interesting since last time they had the whole Phoenix Five thing. Black Panther's whole um kingdom got really messed up because of one of them. Yep. Yeah. That also ended his um his marriage with Storm because she didn't help. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, she did nothing. She did nothing. And that ended that marriage quick. Yeah. Real fast and in a hurry. Man, Aurora ain't been kicked on a butt like that in, in forever, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Well T'Challa don't play. All right, all right, all right. So time to move on to the topics, good sir. Yes, go ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. All right, so. First up, we have a list of rumored leaks. Now, the place I got these from are from a YouTuber named Pagey. We've talked about this before. Every time, a little before um, the show start, he gets a, a list of leaks from somebody he knows or a leak or something because he's in the crew or whatever. And when we, as time goes, sometimes some of those leaks come out, sometimes they don't. Sometimes some of them are definitely, you know, not leaks. Sometimes there's stuff that probably were planned. So, all right, take these all with a grain of salt. Uh-huh. Takes a whole lot of salt. Bring it over. Deal with that, okay? Don't, don't, this is the part where we, we tell you, don't get too salty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first potential rumor leak. Diggle will become the Green Lantern in the Batman Super, I mean, the Batwoman, Superman crossover. And they will use the backstory of Kyle Rayner, apparently. This, of course, sounds a little like probably not going to happen, but what do you think about that first off? I got to put you on the spot, Shaw. I got to put you on the spot. Okay, so let's say Diggle turns out to be Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. How would you, where would you rank him in terms of the Green Lantern core? Like Diggle? Well, they're clearly making a deal with John Stewart. Clearly, you know, they have the whole thing where his adopted father was um, Lieutenant Stewart. His first name is John. We've always been wanting that. I remember going to a Comic Con and yelling out um, Green Lantern, um, Green Arrow, when they went because they had Diggle and everything. Yep. Now, how would I rank him as a Green Lantern? We haven't seen him yet. If he's that as if you're talking about like the characters. You know, John Stewart and all of them. I think John Stewart's pretty high on the list. I mean, yeah, pretty high on the list. I mean, I don't really care about Baz or Jessica or. Um, why you hate no? Why you hate no Jessica, man? I don't know much about her. I mean, I see her in one movie. That's it. I liked her in that movie, sure, but I mean, as far as the rest of them, I mean, the Green Lantern that got me into the Green Lantern was Kyle Rayner because I like the suit, I like the mask. Yeah. Like that was the first comic I ever read that had a Green Lantern in it. 
I would later get into history and all that, but yeah, that was the first. You know, Hal Jordan, I've seen a lot of. Pretty awesome. I have a lot of good stuff. I mean, you know, went bad, died, came to Spectre, came back. John Stewart, of course, from Justice League and all that. So, I mean, all I mean, I don't know enough about any of them to really rank them. But I would put John Stewart pretty high on the list. All right, all right. So John Stewart is at least top five for you. Okay. Yeah. At least top five. At least top five. Okay. Next up, on the potential leaks, the rumors, take two grains of salt. You know, sprinkle it. Godspeed will be the big bad, but not the big bad, and it won't be the same guy as from the um, the um, the um, Nora right. episode. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Won't right. be that same guy. Right, 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 right. They're also going. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, they're also going to introduce a new bad guy, probably just, you know, a henchman type of Chill Blaine, an older character. Apparently, he was a Captain Cold type. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll also see the Reverse Flash and others, Mirror Master, whatever. Yeah, so there's going to, uh, yeah. There will also be two, two, um, two big bads, one in the beginning, one later, so, you know. Captain Cold ripoff and Godspeed changing from the person. Okay, the the one that the, the one that's the one that's messing me up is the Kill Blaine because it's almost like oh we're we're, we're let or Chill Blaine uh let let's take a little bit of Mister Freeze and Bane and just put them into one character. Nah, I can't see. That. There's <laughs> a lot of highest characters in, in DC. I mean, yeah, and, and there is. Killer Frost, there's you know Captain Cold, Mister Freeze. I get it, but I don't think we need another one in, in that universe. All right, next I, up, potential potential rumor, salty. Despero mm-hmm. will be the big bad for Legends of Tomorrow, and the Thanagarian War will play a role. That sounds semi solid. I would have to say that if, if you're looking at the way things are going, that. Sounds yeah. sort of solid, um, especially how you know uh, lead with tomorrow. They're they're trying to take all these universes and 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 cram them into one you know multiverse, and where you're already getting um, Supergirl leaving that universe, you're going to need to fill in. So how are you going to do it? That would probably work the way you'd want it to work. And the way we've been talking is you know having a big bad, and then that opens you up to you know the new Superman show and, and continuing on. So it, I think, I feel that would be more, wouldn't put my finger on it 100%, but that would be, if I'm, if I'm looking at it from a writer's perspective, that's probably where I'd be going. Right. If right. anything. Speaking of Supergirl, apparently the fatal five will be the big bad for the season. She will go to the future. They're going to use the story of the, um, what's so funny about truth, justice, American way. So basically, the story from Superman vs. the Elite, mm-hmm. yeah, and and Supergirl will probably end up with um with Monel, likely. It would be cool to see the front, the Fatal Five, but we'll <laughs> see. I mean, they didn't really do um um the Elite that well, so we'll see. Yeah. Also, John Cryer is in talks to play a role to be in um Superman and Lois. Ooh. They already have a Lex Luthor kind of. 
So we'll see what happens with that. You know, once some Super Bowl is over, then there's they're talking about that happening. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ruby Rose will appear in at least one episode of Batwoman. And they mm-hmm. will also have the real Bat the real, the real Bruce Wayne, apparently, at some point, at least to appear, you know, right. maybe right. you know, say exactly why he left and all that. At least they do some explanation, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. They're talking about but maybe like- like I said before, like I said before about that 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 Batgirl show, it's the writers gotta gotta step their game up. Really, it honestly, is. they they it truly do. It doesn't matter if you change the league if the writing is the same. It doesn't matter. No. It, yeah. You, you know. True. You know. It, this might be one season, two season, and done. You're yeah. gonna have to. You have to change that writing, and uh, hopefully, they do that. Yeah. Now, uh, part of them, um, Black Lightning. There's talk that maybe they're going to introduce Metamorpho. So, you know, maybe we're going to see the Outsiders, maybe. That would be, that'd be good to start. Like I said, if you're going to start connecting those universes, you got to start putting in those those key players, those key roles in. And especially we already where we already know that Black Lightning's part of that universe, part of that uh, Arrowverse. So mm-hmm. let's, start, let's start encumbering the right characters now that you're getting away from you know the super the super girl, she's dropping out. You, we already know that Superman's going to be coming in, but you're going to need some other characters to create your sort of your Arrowverse Justice League, and you know Black Lightning's there and he's part of it. So he is, he really is. Well, Star Girl actually films in Atlanta, so maybe might get a crossover with them too. Maybe mm-hmm. possible. Speaking of Star Girl, there's a rumor that is probably wrong. That the next season of Starbolt will be 20 episodes with like chapters, you know, like two or three chapters the whole season. That's probably wrong because we know that Starbolt is, you know, slated for 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, the last little, um, little news that's maybe leaked, that's rumored to be a leak. There will be a Flash Supergirl crossover and a Flash Black Lightning crossover once. COVID has eased up and, you know, traveling has, you know, is fine again. What do you guys I, think about that? I, I actually believe that one a little bit more because, you know, uh, the CW likes having those crossover episodes definitely throughout, throughout a, a season. You you see it with Arrow, you see it with uh, Flash, you know, so they, they want those crossovers. So, yeah, once COVID-19, you know, relaxes up a bit, traveling's able to, get, to go around. I definitely see that, and it would work well for them because to have your your like I said to have your your Green Arrow or your Flash, you know your your T W C characters show up in a if you want to sort of say a little downwatered version. Like for example, Black Lightning is like their you know their urban version. They're trying to get that urban uh, demographic, so it's got that more grittier feel. To have somebody in that that you know what they would call, you know, I guess main event or main status show up on those shows, it gives it that credibility, and I think it would well, well work. Right, 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 right. Next up, now, that's, again, that's the end of all the um, all the rumors stuff. This is a little something that I've been seeing lately on the internet, on Facebook a lot. There's been this question around, and this debate around whether this Angel of Shield is connected to the MCU. 
So I'm saying, oh yeah, definitely. Ta ta ta. Some say, oh no. Ta ta ta. My view is it was up until the um Infinity War slash the invasion with um you know the inv that invasion <laughs> thing. We know that the future that was set in the um Agent of Shield, the Earth is destroyed at that point. That doesn't happen in the Infinity War story. You know that in the Infinity War story that they have the snap, which appears would not happen in um Agent of Shield. Apparently, there's a deleted scene where they mention it, but if it's not in the in the show, it's not canon. Yeah, it, it's the on video or it didn't happen. So we know that it was connected with all the stuff that had happened before, but after that point, no, nothing is. There's nothing that um. Shows that um, Agent Shield from that point on was still connected in any way. There was no mentions in either way. So, and we know that both the Russos and um, Jed Whedon didn't care about you know cro crossing over anymore at that point. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No. So, so yeah, it just Agent Shield peered off into a different um, timeline, basically. And, and it goes to what pretty much if if you've been listening to an Infinity or in uh, Endgame when Hulk talks about how time travel works, once you step into another time, now that's your present. Yep. So that becomes your, that becomes your now. The past that was, is, or the place that you were, is now your past, and your future is ultimately undetermined. You'll never, you can never go into the future. So every time you, you move forward, that becomes your present. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much um, what they're probably looking at as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They, they've moved on to here, they have no more connection to what's going on here. So it's an easier way. I, I I would say at one point they probably were until the point that they figured, you know, there's no way that they can really interlock anymore. So they just, you know, okay, we're just, just going to say that that universe is destroyed. We moved here. Boom. It all works out. Guys, it is the halfway point. We're going to take a quick commercial break so everybody can refresh, uh, come back, um, Let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break and we will be right back after this. No, there ain't no stopping us. Fly without boarding pass. Couldn't catch me, I'll be moving fast. Call me a shooting star. Let them know you are. Flying up in a bar. Wish on a star. Time to show them who's in charge. Catch the Huddle Podcast right here on Pinfall Productions every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Myself, Josh Haney, and my main man, Tommy, all break down that week's NFL action. So check us out. Pinfall Productions, 10 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday night. Shall let's continue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Next up, we're going to a segment that I like to do, the debunking film theory. For anyone who's ever watched, you know, film theory on um, YouTube and all that. Hold on one second before you do that. Let me do that.
answer. Okie dokie. So this one is a much simpler one. So he made a, he made a video specifically about how Superman in the Justice League movie ends up destroying the Earth because of his race with the Flash. Okay, first off, the science behind how him running would, at the speed of light would create black holes. Not so sure about that, but let's just act like it does. I'm not sure about that either. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, scientifically, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, there's two reasons why that doesn't work. Reason one: aerodynamics. Yes. In that in that shot, and in, in that shot at the end of the movie, it's not that they're both running. Flash is running. Superman is flying. Flying, yeah. And the aerodynamics of him going this way means that the air is going, you know, up and down. There's less. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's like it's like perpendicular. It's like flying like normal flight. It you have drag and you have lift and you know what I mean. Yeah. The whole reason why he says that. You know, it would cost you know that because of aerodynamics, because you know, running at super speed at um that you have the air stuff, but you know, he's not running, he's flying, and because of that. The second one, he says that the flash wouldn't cause those those black holes because the flash has a speed force which can which would change the physics around him. Superman actually has something similar. He has the super aura, which is a lesser known power that does is canon everywhere. The super aura is basically what allows it that whenever he's shot or in fire, that's what allows that his suit is still intact. Yep. He can expand it around things. That's how he can catch a plane, but he does, and it not snap. That's how he can, he can carry a person to fly with them, and they fly the way they do. Is in canon in the comics, in the movies, everywhere. Yep. And by how, by how things happen in, in, in Justice League and Man of Steel, he has it's definitely there, so yeah, two reasons why that wouldn't actually work. Yeah, what do you guys? Yeah. <laughs> just just the, even science alone, without without the speed force, without the the aura, it just don't play in because we already know that if that was the case, then every time Flash ran. In any uh, during the, the Justice League, all of a sudden the Earth should be pulled into a black hole. Yeah, it don't happen when Superman's there. When he punches somebody, he should be creating black holes in his punch. It doesn't happen. So let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, don't yeah. grasp at straws. <laughs> yeah. He also actually has been able to to um, tap into the speed force once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's rare, but there are times when that happens. Anyway. Yep. Next up, a question has arisen. Should Black Widow go to streaming or should they wait for theaters to reopen? What you guys think about that? I'll let Myself, you take that one, Gene. I'll let you take that one first. Myself, personally, on a personal level, I would hope it would wait so that we can see it in theaters. But I get fans and people right now, they really want it. It's already been, it's already been shot, done. You know what I mean? It, it's ready to go. Um... If you give it to the people now, yes, it's going to feed their need. But the problem is we're all going to be like, you know, a few months later going, why didn't they wait? Because look what – and I hate to say this, but Mulan was built to be this really big 
big dynamic Disney movie. And then when it went to streaming, look at it right now. Nobody really cares. They haven't made their money back. It's not good. That's kind of more because the movie itself was bad. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying in 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 a in a whole, I think they were expecting that there was going to be at least a baseline that they would be able to make back in the box office. Because yeah. most movies, even when a, a movie tanks, they're still making probably double of what they put into it. Yeah. So at this point, they're not getting that with streaming. It didn't like. Don't get me wrong. Everybody and 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 their dog was like, oh, you know, it's Mulan. We got to go see it, and then. It, turned out bad and then everybody's given you know the bad review but the thing is if we had seen that in theaters there's that means more butts and seats that means more people are buying popcorn that means people are buying more concessions it just draws people in and there's money made all the way around regardless of it being a good or bad movie i think the i think the fact that everything was set around the premium price that you would charge for it can you charge it at a premium price to get people to want to see it um, and get enough to cover what that movie budget was? And that's the big question. Uh, yeah, you kind of want the theaters to be the thing, but right now movie theaters aren't the safest place in the world. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just feel if you can find that price point to make Marvel fans go out and see this movie, something that was not breaking them over the head because Marvel fans, the pandemic is not their fault. It's not no. our fault that the pandemic happens. So if we can find a price point, which everybody is cool with paying, it can get enough people for them to make a product off that, the profit off that movie, then I think it'd be a good thing. What I, I, what I would, what I would say to that is if you're going to go and do it uh, in a way of like, not even streaming. What I would do is if you're, if you're not going to hold off and wait for the theaters to reopen or they come up with whatever idea to help with the social distancing and pandemic, then put it to DVD, but it, make it in a, you know, a, a fun price, make it to where you make a, a collector edition stuff so that you're at least going to be making back your profit. Right, which you right. put in, you you want to put back in. Right. So, like for example, you can have your standard DVD at like twenty bucks. You get your you know Blu-ray maybe at like you know twenty-two dollars, whatever, and then you get an elite version, you know four K Ultra, you know let's say at fifty. But when you're giving them, you're giving them something extra with that, like you know a special case, you know special comic sign, something like that. So that at least the fan wants to go out and buy that fifty dollar one because that's the the markup value. That's the best one because. I'm getting this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? Right. right. And that's what I'm saying. You have to either incentivize with something like that, or you have to put make sure that it's at a good price to get enough people to go out to mm-hmm. make up it so they can make a profit off that movie. And I yeah. believe that's I believe that's something that can be done because mm-hmm. unlike Mulan, this this movie has been held off for so long. Yeah, it's generated the buzz, it's generated the interest of people. And I just think that if you charge $29, uh, $39, whatever the case may be, a good night at the movie is going to run you about 100 bucks anyway When you, by the time mm-hmm. you take your family, by the time you get through concessions, you're looking at $100 anyway. So yeah. if you can find that price point to where it won't beat people over the head, I think the movie can do really, really well streaming. Yeah. And it might even help them, maybe Disney Plus, to jump off with another platform in terms of streaming that live content. Well, even too, 
why not even not even go the street? Like I hate to say this, but the streaming route is great and all because you know it's access to everybody as long as they pay their you know Disney Plus you know at the nineteen ninety nine or you know, the nine ninety nine or whatever a mm. month. Why not just put it straight to D- D- DVD, Blu Ray, four K Ultra, whatever, and pay that go that route and give the little extra because then that way people are you're gonna want to have to go out if and then if. Yeah, after so many sales, after so many in-store sales, then put it a part of your streaming library. Make it a big event. Make it like, okay, you know, we've we've reached, you know, say 10 million sales or 10 million copies sold of um, Black Widow. Now we'll put it to streaming yeah. and do it that way because then people who've went out and bought it, it's made it's made it worth something for them. And those who haven't, and then hold it off to watch it come to streaming They're, You know what I mean? They're getting that. It, it, it'd be better. And then everybody's making a buck. At least then that right. way, right. Marvel's made bad. They're, I hate to say this, but I hate to sound like the side of the, of the big bad corporation, but they've least made back their money that they put in. They've right. got right. that back. And right. I'm not trying to harp on people who stream because honestly, it's a great service and it's a great thing. I stream. Everybody streams nowadays. But at least this way, it gets that the people out go to the store, buy the movie they want to. They want to buy it because it's a movie that they really, really, really want. This whole COVID pandemic could really be a boom for the movie industry if used correctly. And everybody's like, "Oh, gotta go straight to streaming. Gotta go straight to streaming." That can be a hindrance sometimes, especially even for uh, any event, even a big big entailed rap events and stuff like, Oh, gotta go straight to streaming. No, no, sell it, sell it to the point, (laughs) sell it to the point. Like, you know, you, you're making it feel like it is a big night at the movies, but only it's now coming to your home. The reason why people still have DVD, you know, everybody's got an Xbox or a DVD player or something that will play Blu-ray slash DVDs. Everybody's got something nowadays. So, you know, make it a big event and make it feel like you're making people come to your home. The reason why they want to buy this, right? Good point. Good. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Because um, right now, there's so much out there competing on the streaming market for everyone's streaming dollars. Um, uh, personally, to me, um, and I'll name some people out, uh, Funimation.com, um, those guys let you do it on a yearly basis. I understand Hulu lets you do it on a yearly basis. So if you have a yearly tier, that definitely does help. All right, guys, let's go ahead and, and get another commercial before we finish up for the night. You're uh-huh. listening to the Geek Gauntlet Podcast. We'll be right back. forget you can catch this show the geek gauntlet podcast every saturday night 10 p.m eastern right here on the geek gauntlet facebook page and on youtube so definitely check us out there all right Shaw, go ahead what's next on the docket all right well there's a piece of news that i forgot to add mm-hmm. apparently ryan reynolds 
is definitely up for playing Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut. There's talks happening. He wants to do it. They want to do it. The only hurdle is his busy schedule. So, you know, if they can fit the time, it'll happen. It'll probably be a cameo, but we'll see. What do you guys think? I'll put Gene on the spot. Gene. I would have to say. I would have to say for this, especially for this with with, uh, Ryan Reynolds, it it could be a good thing because, you know, I mean, it would put that. I'm hoping that would put that uh, Green Lantern uh, bad juju to rest. I think that's what they would probably put it to. And also it would tie in to the Justice League anyways, where we had the Green Lanterns there. And everybody was expecting uh, somebody from known lore to show up. So it'd be perfect. All right. Let's go ahead and bring everyone back here on the screen. So what we got next up, my friend? All right, my friends. Next up, next up. Do we? All right, did you guys read the um Civil War story? Yes. Mm-hmm. The actual comic book, not the not the movie. Yes, yes, yes I've read the actual. Yes. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I've heard every now and then people arguing about why Captain America chose the anti side and why Iron Man chose the pro side. Reevaluating it, there's a reason why both chose their sides. Mm-hmm. But neither one of them actually chose their sides. Neither one of them wanted to be on the sides they were. Yep. Iron Man saw things from a from a um, wider perspective. Mm-hmm. This is what he had to do. Plus, he wanted to protect everyone by him being in charge of that means him being in charge of chasing them, getting them means he mm-hmm. could try to you know minimize the damage. That's yeah. why that's why he kept trying to offer them leave, credit cup offering them um. Um, what should we call it? Um, like um, anonymity and, and amnesty. Yes, he kept offering that. Like he was actually like not all in it. There's certain stupid things he did. Sure, I mean, going after Spider Man when it didn't really make sense. Nope, yeah. that was dumb. So, yeah, so there's some bad shit he did do, but he didn't. He was he wasn't on on the team on the side of the registration side. As well, for. And, and here's and here's the thing. Here here here's what we're getting at. Iron Man was why he wanted to be so pro to the whole registration was remember the, the, it all it the anticipus was the incident of the school, the kids dying, and both Iron Man and Captain America couldn't save everybody. And Iron Man, you know, blamed Cap and Cap blamed Iron Man. Because Iron Man came up with the idea, well, we need a registration. We need to be held accountable. Where Cap was like, I agree on on some of the things, but I don't agree who you want to keep us held accountable to, which was government and officials that don't know, that are not superheroes, that don't have super abilities. You know what I mean? So there's going to be collateral damage. It's going to happen. This is, you know, the way Rogers looked at it, it's still war. War is war. There's going to be collateral damage. You know, we looked at World War One and World War Two. If we're talking about that, just in that general context, collateral mm-hmm. damage happened all the time. Do we hold those people that that did that accountable? You could hold both sides accountable, really. Really could. But we'd be there for days. So that's what sort of Rogers was sort of po- pointing at. And you could see where where Tony wanted the the suit of armor around the world, and Cap wanted it more like, hey, you know, it's it's you know, freedom, justice. American way, we prosper where we need to, and when you know things happen, even though there's something bad that happens, we're also going to be there to, you know, build up and build 
new schools and build new roads and yada yada yada. So both sides had had their faults and both sides had their pros and cons. Right, that's what I was saying. As far mm -hmm. as um Cap was concerned, he didn't choose a side. He didn't want to choose a side. He was, he was totally willing to stay out of it completely. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until um until Maria tried to force him and yeah. you know try to command him and it was a whole and it wasn't even he wasn't even against the registration itself. It was against the overreach that was happening. Mm -hmm. The yeah. hunting people down for no reason, the throwing them in jail, taking liberties. Yeah. You know, things that actually have nothing to do with the registration side, just the overreach. So That's neither true. one of them were actually for or pro their sides. You know, I'm not, I'm also not saying that Captain America didn't do anything bad. I mean, no. he beat the shit out of Punisher for almost no reason. He was yeah. like he didn't stop to try to like talk or anything in a lot of times. Like no. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that either one of them didn't have faults, but I'm saying Initially, neither one of them wanted to be on their side. They were forced mm -hmm. to be on the side that they were in. Right. So yeah. What do you guys think about that? And 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 what I was gonna say is it sort of plays into the movie as well. If you look at the movie, it's sort of in a similar context. It was they were both forced into their side. They don't want to be on on that side. And and that's prevalent all the way up until even Endgame, where they're both were mm -hmm. trying to basically butt heads. And then it's like, hey, you know. Let let's you know let bygones be bygones because at this point, if we keep at this, it's only it's only damaging the both of us. It's not helping us. You know what I mean? It's hindering really, and so, and that's I I think feel how Doctor even Doctor Strange said you know there was only one universe that would work. There was only one option, and I think that was the option was seeing Captain and Iron Man get back together. Yeah. That was the only way that that was going to work. Yeah. So ult ultimately, ultimately, and it's even in you know the comic book as well. Until they got back together, yeah, everything was chaotic. Until everything got that settled, it was chaos, and that's why you have it. That's why it's called civil war. Right, right. All right. Next topic. Actually, the last topic we got. So, I'm, of course, we've seen the whole super corp stuff online. A lot of people are into that. Something that occurred to me recently. Do you really want that to happen? Because Lena was kind of a really was kind of really abusive to Kara last season. I mean, like like physically, emotionally, like she manipulated her. She put her in bad situations. She you know captured her in a thing with Kryptonite. So I mean, do you really want her to end up be together? Because she was kind of you know, you know what I mean. That's a good point. That's a good point because she, it's like when she, when everything's going her way, she she's fine. But the minute she comes through any type of adversity or whatnot that takes her off a beaten path, she's got issues. And if you just happen to be in her way when that happens, it's not going to be good for you. Um, I've never been a fan of shipping car with anyone because when you look at it and at the end of the day she's a hero and supergirl should be about her developing as a hero that's mm -hmm. what we want to see we don't want to see her as a, a, a as car davers develop we want to see her as supergirl develop now if you want to throw a little car davers in there that's okay um but we want to see supergirl develop as a hero um to the to the utmost as a hero and uh, shipping with anyone. I don't care who it is. It could be my nail. Uh, and, and everyone knows I hate my 
always hate up my nail. I mean, he's Superman until he gets around a pencil. Then his whole demeanor just freaking changes. But I, I just think that shipping Supergirl shouldn't be a priority of the, the show or in the comics. It should be about growing her as a hero and watch her progress as a hero. And well, that also plays into the character itself. Like, Peter, look at the idea of, uh, you know, Clark Kent to Superman. You can't, it's Superman, by Superman developing makes Clark Kent a better human, right? Because you got to look at it, you got to look at it as Superman's the real, the real character. Clark Kent is just the fake facade. Oh, yeah. So, so basically the way you do it is if you're, you're doing development, comic book, TV show, whatever, as long as Supergirl's developing, then Carl Danvers, the character develops. She gains the, you know, confidence instead of being, you know, um, more clutch, less klutzy. You know what I mean? And that's and that's sort of prevalent with Superman. Right. If you paid attention, you know, the old Christopher Reeves Superman. You look from one to three. He gets less and less klutzy because he gains more and more confidence. Because you know what I mean? As as him being the ability of being a better Superman makes him a better human, right? That's same right. idea. It's it, it's the same thing as you, you look at Batman. You know, Bruce Wayne becomes less of a of a of a douchey, dicky, you know, millionaire as Batman gets better and takes out more uh, takes out more of the road gallery. So you know, what I mean, it's it's the same anticipus that you would want to see, and, and to ship them or to to add them with somebody else, it can be a hindrance more than a good development point. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? The only time it's ever worked, and and, and I want to say this for DC, the only time it's ever worked was Batman and Robin, yeah. because Batman yeah. really needed somebody as an anchor. That's the only way that works. Superman doesn't need an anchor. Mm -mm. Supergirl don't need an anchor. Their their mm -hmm. stories are set similar. They're teed similar. So you just got to develop them as their super abilities develop. That which makes their you know human mm -hmm. side more human. Don't add or take away or add somebody into it to try to be like, oh well, they got to be an anchor. We're gonna rock right. them down because right. all that's gonna, all that's gonna do is it's gonna either gonna slow your development or slow the story to the point where nobody really wants to read or watch the story. So you know, I, I think when you're ranking those super characters, know what your source material and know how to, to how to write it in the the way it's supposed to. Because you got to look at it as. And everybody knows, as as us, as you know, people who've who've read the comics and whatnot, we know them as Superman is the the front, or the Superman's the real character. The front is Clark Kent. And when you're yeah. trying to make it that Clark Kent's the the real guy and Superman's the front, nah, nah, that's when you're gonna it you're messing work. it up. It don't work. It don't work. And we, we're here to see Supergirl. We're we're an hour for at least an hour. Mm -hmm. um, we're not here to see Cara Danvers for an hour. We're here to see Supergirl for an hour. And, and, and I just hate the fact. It, look, I haven't been a fan of my nail. I think the way they do my nail is just completely wrong in the comics. I thought he, I'm in the show, not the comics. Mm -hmm. uh, I just thought he, he was just portrayed wrong. And, and, and like I say, I don't like Supergirl shipping. Now, if it's someone of an older character, Let's say like White Canary, for example. White Canary is already developed. She she's already what she is. So mm -hmm. that's fine. But to have someone at Supergirl um, doing that, no, I, I just I, I don't like that at all. No. Nope. 
and I think that that also that also plays into a lot of different things where you look at, and it can also go to your 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 uh, villain development too. Like there's mm-hmm. certain villains that everybody already already knows. Like Lex Luthor, you can ship him with anybody else, and that's fine because we already know who Lex Luthor is. We got the right. ba- you, you you've seen him enough to know the basics. Right. Um, but to ship uh, like a lesser villain, like sometimes they do in Flash, where you get like a lesser known villain and they key him with another villain. And it's just like, I don't know these two anyways. And now you're going to put them together. Did they work together in the comic? Did they work together mm-hmm. in the source material? Like, and then you come to find out they never did, but they put them together because they're just two low key characters that they're trying to, to pass off. Right. And a lot of times you've seen, even seen that in um, uh, Gotham, the show mm-hmm. Gotham, where they would put like, you know, Scarecrow mixed with this guy, and and the only person that really anticipated over was either you know Edward Nygma or Penguin. Yeah. Well, you know, the show's not all about them. We really know these characters. We want these other smaller characters to be- to develop and, and run some story, but they never would. It was always like, oh, we're shipping with Penguin, and then they're only with they only last within like twenty or thirty seconds within, and then they're dead or they get caught or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're not going to do anything with them and they're just going to be used as a side character or as an anchor, why develop a whole story? Why do that? Right. All right. Is there anything else we get on our, on our list for tonight's show? No, that's all. That's it. All right. All right. Uh, Real quick. Let's do one more commercial. Then we'll do Seamless Bloods and we'll call it a night, guys. We'll be right back. Guys, you can catch the Paradigm Shift Wrestling Podcast right here on Pinfall Productions every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Catch myself, Gene, Tommy, and my man Josh. Catch us, Paradigm Shift Wrestling Podcast every every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here, Pinfall Productions. All right, let's go ahead and do our shameless plug segment. Want before we do that, want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Thank, the, thank you for my buddies over at the League of Darkness. Thank you for everybody coming by my Facebook pages. Appreciate you guys coming out. Shaw, what you got to plug, my friends? Yes, sir. Please join my Facebook page, Justice League Memes of America. Memes, funny pictures, internet stories. And also remember, hope burns bright. Go ahead. Gene, what you got to plug, my, my friend? Well, I can say this, and I and I hope there's some people out there watching. Uh, tomorrow night at uh, the WGP, we're having a very big 
pre-Halloween event. It's called Halloween Hell 2.0. Uh, some of our great uh, promo stars are going to be involved in it. We're also have the title up on the line, the WGP heavyweight title of promoings up on the line. That's between Grimes and uh, Bojacks. And so, you know, everybody come on out in droves and sign up now or get into the uh, WGP. That's Wrestling Geats and Pariah page. So you can catch that tomorrow night. Uh, but other than that, you can catch me right here on Paradigm Shift, or not Paradigm Shift, Pinfall Productions, because I'm everywhere now. It seems to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also with Tommy over on the uh, Nonstop Podcast. That's on Thursdays, uh, Wednesdays, Paradigm Shift. And as you can tell, Saturdays, I'm right here running the gauntlet. Yes, sir. And real quick, I would like to see, do I still have it? Yep, I do. Here we go. So these are the shows that you can check out right here on Pinfall Productions. Don't miss any, because you never know what may happen here on Pinfall Productions. All right. Oh, one, one thing. One thing. Okay. I'll tell them about next week. Yes, 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 yes. Next week, we're having a special show uh, for Halloween. Shaw won't be able to make it with us, but Gene and myself will. We'll be here. Uh, go ahead and run in the gauntlet with you guys. The day before Halloween, so definitely, definitely check us out for that. And if there is nothing else, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I do appreciate it. Thank you, fellas. I do appreciate you guys being here, and we will see you guys next week. Everyone and you officially a- ran the gauntlet. I'm leaving that for you to say, "Oh, Gene." <laughs> I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Take care, everyone. All right. Take-